This video is brought to you by Devout Decals, makers of reusable Catholic art for your home altar, your bedroom, and your home classroom. One of the most contentious questions asked today is whether Francis is actually the Pope or not. Those who say he's not will cite a variety of reasons, including the admitted manipulation of the conclave that elected him, or that he was a known heretic before his election, as has been noted elsewhere. Others will say that Benedict never actually resigned the office of the Roman pontiff, either because he on purpose misled the modernists and, frankly, by default misled the laity into thinking he had resigned in order to deprive the teaching authority of the papacy to whomever the modernists would place on the throne of Peter. Others say that Francis isn't the pope of anything but the ape of the church because he has preached heresy and automatically lost his office. Let me know if there's any other positions out there. I, those are the ones from the top of my head. But I'm sure there are other reasons people say that he isn't the Pope besides those. It's worth noting that no high-profile bishop has accepted any of these reasons for saying Francis isn't the Pope. At least, none have done so yet. That may change in the future because, as it turns out, Cardinal Mueller just stated in a way that most have missed that if Francis or any Pope were to teach heresy, then he would automatically lose the office of the papacy. Cardinal Mueller said that, so let's go over what he said today because it's an interesting story to say the least, and it's not so cut and dry as many are going to want it to make. It's worth noting before we go any further that Cardinal Mueller has been a full-throated supporter of Francis for quite a lot of years, even while publicly rejecting many things Francis has taught. Mueller was one of the many bishops who responded to Vigano and Father Altman's statements about Francis not being the Pope, even if he didn't name either Vigano or Altman explicitly, when he said a few months ago that, yes, in fact, Francis is the Pope. So keep that in mind. Cardinal Mueller is not saying Francis isn't the Pope. Far from it. He's merely saying that if a Pope teaches heresy, he formally loses his office. So let's be precise here because Cardinal Mueller would not want to be accused of saying that Francis isn't the Pope anymore. Mueller wrote an article on the Synod of Bishops and the Errors being pushed there for the online magazine First Things. It's an interesting interview or article in general because it gives you a lot of insight to the Synod, but buried deep in the article is the following statement, which is the subject of our talk here from the article. Quote, a synod of bishops should deliberate on how to meet the challenges of faith in today's world so that Christ is brought to the attention of today's people as the light of their lives. By contrast, some activists, especially those embarked on the German synodal way, consider the upcoming synod on synodality as a kind of congress of the faithful that is authorized to give the church a, of God a new constitution and new doctrines agreeable to the spirit of the age. Rest assured that even if a majority of the delegates were to, quote, decide on the, quote, blessing, blasphemous and contrary to scripture itself, of James Martin Parings, or the ordination of women as deacons or priests, even the authority of the Pope would not be sufficient to introduce or condone such heretical teachings, or any other teachings that contradict the word of God in sacred scripture, apostolic tradition, and the dogma of the church. Christ commissioned Peter to strengthen his brethren in their faith in him, the Son of God, not to introduce doctrines and practices contrary to revelation. To teach contrary to the apostolic faith would automatically deprive the Pope of his office. We must all pray and work courageously to spare the church such an ordeal. 
God does not need us to give his word an update or the church an upgrade. Instead of listening to, quote, human precepts and doctrines, see Colossians chapter 2, verse 22, we are to adhere to, quote, the sound words of our Lord Jesus Christ and the teaching which accords with godliness. See 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 3. Let us forsake the vain project of using our limited human logic to reform God's word in accord with alleged paradigm shifts. We are the ones who need to reform and conform to God. End quote. So with all due respect to Cardinal Mueller, if he teaches heresy, if. Again, with all due respect, Cardinal Mueller, what do you mean by if? Perhaps it's more important to ask, what do you mean by teach? Because he doesn't clarify that here. The concept of teaching is probably the key question here, because whether Francis has uttered heresy is not even a question at this point. In 2019, a letter was signed by numerous scholars accusing Francis of the, quote, canonical delict of heresy, unquote, which is a fancy way of saying that he spoke heresy. The letter was promoted by LifeSite News at that time and accused Francis of a, quote, comprehensive rejection of Catholic teaching on marriage and activities of the flesh, on the moral law, and on grace and the forgiveness of sins, end quote. The accusation is already out there, and it has been echoed by many people, including bishops and such. But the question, what does it mean to teach? Some might argue that it would require a formal document by Francis, such as a motu proprio, encyclical, or other formal document of the church. No one has addressed that or taken note of the fact that Amoris Laetitia has been confirmed by Francis himself to teach about the sacraments in a way that violates the faith. Francis didn't say it violates the faith, but he did, he did confirm it's a teaching document. So what does it mean to teach? We, owe no, we have no answer to that question, at least not in this context. As for Cardinal Mueller's statement, he's not the first high-profile cardinal to say this. Cardinal Burke said the same thing back in 2016. Headline from 1 Peter 5, Cardinal Burke, a pope who professes formal heresy would cease to be pope. The writer of this piece, Steve Skojek, recounts an interview Burke gave to Catholic World Report in the aftermath of Amoris Laetitia and the dubia he submitted to Francis along with four other cardinals. The consequences of the initial dubia were pretty serious. Burke and the other four dubia cardinals were accused of heresy for merely asking Francis questions about doctrine and dogma. Bishop Athanasius Schneider wrote a letter in those days expressing his support of the dubia. The interviewer asks Cardinal Burke if the church is in a state of de facto schism, which Schneider stated was the case in his letter again in 2016. He was also asked if Francis had removed himself from the papacy by teaching heresy, as some attested even then. Here was Cardinal Burke's response to that, again in 2016. Quote, There's a very serious division in the church, which has to be mended because it has to do with, as I said before, fundamental dogmatic and moral teaching. And if it's not clarified soon, it could develop into a formal schism. If a pope would formally profess heresy, he would cease by that act to be the pope. It's automatic. And so that could happen. End quote. The teaching question seems to be in a formal way. What does even that mean? But that was 2016. The author of that piece, Steve Skojic, called it a threat and not a promise. If it was a threat of formal action to rid the church of this scourge we're facing through ecclesiastical mechanism, well, that threat has never materialized. It was just talk, unfortunately. With interviews, I don't typically quote verbatim the back and forth between the interviewer and the bishop or cardinal. I'm quoting, but here I'll break that rule of mine and actually do it. The exchange is both incredibly blunt and incredibly precise. 
As noted by Mr. Skojic in his article, Cardinal Burke is a precise speaker, and it's on display here. The question is on the basic one, who has the authority to determine if the man the world sees as the Pope is actually the Pope or not? That's the question, and there has never been a good answer to that. Here's the interviewer and Cardinal Burke going back and forth on the issue. Quote, Catholic World Report. Back to the question about the Pope committing heresy. What happens then if the Pope commits heresy and is no longer Pope? Is there a new conclave? Who's in charge of the church? Or do we just not even want to go there to start figuring that stuff out? Cardinal Burke's response. There's already in place the discipline to be followed when the Pope ceases from his office. Even as happened when Pope Benedict XVI abdicated his office. The church continued to be governed in the interim between the effective date of his abdication and the inauguration of the papal ministry of Pope Francis. Catholic World Report. Who is competent to declare him to be in heresy? Burke responds, It would have to be members of the College of Cardinals. The response by the interviewer, Just to clarify again, are you saying that Pope Francis is in heresy or is close to it? To which Burke responds, No, I am not saying that Pope Francis is in heresy. I have never said that. Neither have I stated that he is close to being in heresy. The interviewer asks, Doesn't the Holy Spirit protect us from such a danger? Cardinal Burke responds, The Holy Spirit inhabits the church. The Holy Spirit is always watching over, inspiring and strengthening the church. But the members of the church, and in a preeminent way, the hierarchy must cooperate with the promptings of the Holy Spirit. It is one thing for the Holy Spirit to be present with us, but it is another thing for us to be obedient to the Holy Spirit. End quote. The notion that the College of Cardinals can determine if a man the world accepts as the Pope is really the Pope is an interesting idea. It's also, frankly, widely rejected by many, not just Pope splainers either. Set of accountist groups like Novus Ordo Watch and others reject the notion that the College of Cardinals can make this determination. And they cite the writings of pre-conciliar popes as their basis, ones whose writings I bring you all of the time. One such example is this speech by Pope Pius XII, given to the Jesuits in 1957, where he said, quote, Nor is it any less a matter of praise that in matters of pertaining to ecclesiastical discipline, you are distinguished by that perfect obedience of execution, of will, and of judgment towards the Holy See, which is such a mark of the authentic guidance of the Holy Spirit. Let no one take from you the glory of that rectitude in doctrine and fidelity in obedience due to the vicar of Christ. Among your ranks, let there be no room for that free examination more fitting to the heterodox mentality than to the pride of the Christian, and according to which no one hesitates to summon before the tribunal of his own judgment, even those things which have their origin in the apostolic see. End quote. Still another quote from Pope Pius IX complicates the Mueller-Burke stance even more. This comes from his encyclical Inter Multiplices, paragraph 17. Quote, This chair of Peter is the center of Catholic truth and unity, that is, the head, mother, and teacher of all the churches, to which all honor and obedience must be offered. Every church must agree with it because of its greater preeminence, that is, those people who are in all respects faithful. Now, you know well that the most deadly foes of the Catholic religion have always waged a fierce war, but without a success against this chair, they are by no means ignorant of the fact 
that religion itself can never totter and fall while this chair remains intact. The chair which rests on the rock which the proud gates of hell cannot overthrow and in which there is the whole and perfect solidity of the Christian religion. Therefore, because of your special faith in the church and special piety towards the same chair of Peter, we exhort you to direct your constant efforts so that the faithful people of France may avoid the crafty deceptions and errors of these plotters and develop a more filial affection and obedience to this apostolic see. Be vigilant in act and word so that the faithful may grow in love for this holy see. Venerate it and accept it with complete obedience. They should execute whatever the sea itself teaches, determines, and decrees, end quote. That of all being said, submitting to Francis is clearly illogical either. But both of those quotes are cited by Novus Ordo Watch in the reporting on the Cardinal Burke story. They seem to cast into doubt the ability of the College of Cardinals to rule on any such matter. Those are papal statements. The only way forward would be determined, at least from what it looks like, is that Jorge Bergoglio was never pope in the first place. But these cardinals have already publicly rejected any version, relying on either canon law or deficiencies in the resignation of Benedict XVI to address the question. And there's a lot of options for making that determination, but they don't seem interested in it. So where does that leave the church? In the same place it was before either of these cardinals made their statements telling us that a pope automatically loses his office by teaching heresy. An automatic mechanism that apparently no one in the College of Cardinals has the ability, capability to judge anyway. At least if the writings of those two popes are to be taken seriously. Do you see how convoluted this problem is? I wish the cardinals who make such statements would finish the thought they're promoting when they say such things. Because when they give statements like this, that gives hope to people without really exploring the question or its implications. All it does is sow confusion among the laity. While the majority of the laity seem disinterested in Francis in general anymore, judging by how empty St. Peter's Square has been for all of his papal things recently, most people still accept him. The various positions that resist him are held by, a, frankly, a small portion of the laity that it's almost not even worth noting in the grand scheme of things. But the small minority of the faithful are very loud and have gotten the attention of Rome. And that's why the cardinals need to address whatever this automatic loss of office would entail. I mean, they are in lockstep, it seems, with St. Robert Bellarmine on that. And how the College of Cardinals could act while recognizing the limitations imposed by Popes Pius IX and Pius XII, which seem to close the matter entirely. It's, com it's complicated, and we're not getting answers on it. What do you think about this, though? Is Cardinal Mueller correct? Is the position that no one can make such determinations the right one? Where does Burke and Mueller's statements leave the church? Do you want them to clarify what this means in the way that I asked them to here? In full continuity, in a hermeneutic of continuity, with what preconciliar popes said. Let me know what you think of this in the comments, please. And hit like and subscribe if you haven't, it does help. So to sharing this on social media, that helps too. As always, pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.